Hey, Peter. Hey, what's up? It has been a minute until we've speaked until, into the pipe. Until or since? Since we've... Wait. I don't even know what speak pipe is. It's been so long. I know. We're gonna, well, we're going to have to catch you up. Let's do it. I'm Adam Ennis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear Podcast. Music advice coming at you. Coming at you today, we are sponsored by Open Studio. Peter just left. He's gone. I'm back. I'm where, you, back. where are you going, man? I had to check my phone. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> All right, don't put the camera on me. Good. Yeah. I'm checking my phone. Go ahead. Uh, we're sponsored by Open Studio. We're doing a feature today. Feature, feature, feature that we haven't done in a while. Uh, we're going to listen to a couple of speak pipes. We get a lot of speak pipes. So if you want to leave us a voicemail, and if you're new to the show, you might not know this. You can do this. You go to youllhearit.com. Yes. And you can leave us a speak pipe. Do it. It's been, you know, it's funny. We've done 11. Drop it like it's hot. We've done 1,100 episodes of this show now. What? Yeah, 1,100. 1,100. How many are good? What's that? How many are good? What's our batting average? I think we have 17 or so that are about good. Um, <laughs> Does that get us in the MLB? No, it's really <laughs> low average. But Single A. <laughs> we have sort of in peaks and valleys used this feature, SpeakPipe, and taken voicemails. Sometimes we do a lot of them. Sometimes we hardly touch it at all. It just kind of depends on how we're feeling, if we're going to try right. new stuff. We've been listening to a lot more music lately, which I think yeah. is good. Translation. Uh, Caleb, Adam, and I all forgot about speed pipes. For we totally month. forgot about it. But we've got so. <laughs> but now many... we're back in the saddle. Well, this is what happens. Then when we forget about it for a couple months, we usually get a ton of good ones, yes. and so we get more inspired. Yep. So we're going to take a couple here. Our first one is from an Open Studio Pro mem- member named Dalen. Shout out to Dalen. Uh, Dalen is a great member of our community, Peter. Uh, he is always participating in things like the Piano Masters Club uh, and in the Repertoire Club. Nice. Uh, he is uh, a, an exciting young musician, so mm. let's check out. Hey, Peter and Adam. I hope your week's going well. I have been an Open Studio Pro member for about five or six months now. And in that time, I've had so many beautiful, epic musical revelations, Mm. uh, just really big aha moments in regards to my perspective on music and my approach to my instrument and how I see my instrument. And I thought it would be really cool to listen to you guys about uh, some of your biggest aha moments that you've had growing as a musician, whether that was um, when you were young or maybe even some that you're currently going through right now or have just have just experienced. Uh, anyway, I, would, I thought it would be a cool topic for you guys to talk about, and I'd be stoked to hear your response. Thanks. Thank you so much, Dalen. Yeah, I mean, there's there's so many in my musical life peter on this journey that i've had can i i'm gonna how about if we try to name each others that oh would okay be, well be just great. one i'm gonna see if i can get one okay sure i'm just gonna give you a hint okay is the first word like indicative of a waterway that uh is perhaps in a low-lying area and has a swampy swampish feel to it i.e swamp rat oh <laughs> Yes. An estuary. From secrets. Surrounded by. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's definitely an Is aha moment. Them? Yeah, for sure. Look at him light up. Yeah. He's lighting oh, up like I a Christmas so tree. Much. Yeah, let's listen to it right now. <laughs> he's, a, <laughs> he's lighting up like a tacky Christmas tree in South St. Louis. <laughs> so true. Uh, Wait, can I say that? Yeah, no, I, I that was definitely an aha. <laughs> yeah, of course you could say tacky Christmas. Yeah, that's part of my whole identity of tacky Christmas trees in South St. Louis, buddy. Right and cool and long, uh, uh, cool one hundreds. So part of my life. <laughs> long walks along River to Pair as it's smoking a cool one hundred estuary. Speaking of swamps, my going dad into drives the by in a muscle River. car for sure. <laughs> totally. Um. So yes. Okay. 
No, but, but, but go ahead. I don't want to put words in your mouth. Well, I knew that was one of them. I love that when, I mean, isn't that an aha moment when we just get a look on our face of joy? Just the, oh, yeah. the feeling of it, the recollection of it, the, the connection to the music. I love that. I wasn't even thinking more of like mu- music that I've heard that's an aha, but it's such, it's so true. You ever listen to something and you're like, I didn't know we could do that. Yeah. Like I remember. Like unlocking. Oh, yeah. It's like a key, like a master key to a whole area. I'll never forget. Actually, the first time I heard, um, Matrix on Now He Sings, Now He Sobs. I'd mm. never heard a piano sound like that. Right. And I just remember being like, wait, 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 wait. Like, you can make a piano sound yeah. like it's almost like a like a like a marimba or something. Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. percussive and clean and going up way up here. I remember the first time I heard uh, a Majamal, but not for me. Yes. And thinking like, wait a second, hold on, stop the because I was so into bebop at this point and, and playing a lot. You know, and like long lines yeah. or whatever, and I was like, "Stop! Everybody, right. stop what they're doing." Has everybody heard this? Turned out everybody had heard it, but me. But remember thinking like, "Oh my gosh!" Like this guy plays a phrase, and then he just strolls for like thirty seconds, yeah. like, and yeah, then yeah. will like repeat this phrase and and shape it. This is really mind blowing. The first time uh, really getting into Monk, mm-hmm. I, I I'll, didn't understand it the first time I heard it. Of yeah. course, I was a teenager. Yeah. Had no context for it. But as I listened to more Bebop and listened to like what was happening around it, first time I heard Monk, it was just like, this is so genius. Like the way that he approaches rhythm, the way he approaches composition, the way he approaches the whole spirit of how he's playing music is what I want to be a part of. Yeah. I mean, isn't that what it's about, though? I think all those things you mentioned, like the aha moments, it's like as a musician, mm-hmm. it's about there's some element of unlocking possibilities. Like what totally. you said about Matrix. It's like, wow, I didn't. It's like something like the blinders are taken off. 100%. You know? um, but I think there is a combination of what some might perceive to be nostalgia also, um, but not in the way necessarily. I think it is aha moments are a little bit different than like, oh, I remember that summer of my first true love when such and such song was playing. Yeah. Ribbon in the sky. You know, it's but like you always connect different. that with that's it, different. it is different, right? This is like revealing a world. And it doesn't I mean, for me, it's not even specific to like these jazz musicians. Like I remember listening to uh Genesis or Phil Collins, uh is that Genesis or Phil Collins Hold on My Heart? You know yeah. that song? Yeah, yeah. Hold yeah. on my heart. Yeah. And like where the bridge goes on that. And I was just like, I didn't even know you could do this with a pop yes. song. Like this it's like such a revelation sometimes when you're listening to music and people open up these possibilities. And that, you know, we're talking about a eighties pop hit. Yeah. You'd think have have these restrictions. And there are working within a framework, but the way they do it, you're like, Oh my gosh, the world is our oyster, yeah. folks. Like we can and do it. And I think we want. depending on where you are in your sort of musical development, different things. Cause you're talking about pop songs, like when I was really I mean, pretty early on, like trying to not even just figure out jazz, just trying to figure out music. I was playing like classical music, but I didn't really know, you know, I knew a little bit of like kind of harmony, classical harmony, but I remember DeBarge, El DeBarge had a record, well, they had a bunch of really cool records, like early 80s. But even though like I listened to a lot of like Michael Jackson, Stevie Wonder and Thriller was big, like for some reason DeBarge, you're talking about going to the bridge, like because their stuff was pretty complex for me, especially at that time where it's like, damn, I want to figure out what they're doing. Yeah, And then like, it's weird. Like some of that even unlocked more things than later on, like Thelonious Monk for sure, which did very like more sophisticated kind of piano specific, jazz piano specific things yeah. also. But some of the stuff, I'm even thinking like Stevie Wonder, Ribbon in the Sky. For me, I was like, man, a piano, just a solo piano can have the sound like at the intro um, where you can just 
seemingly get the attention of everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you can hold the audience in your hand. Totally. Even before Stevie comes in, you know, and then I remember like figuring those chords out. I was like, man, these aren't that hard. I mean, it took me a minute. Yeah. These aren't that hard, but it's like, how do you get that vibe? Yeah. You know, it was, and it's not that different than like Chicory on Matrix. And like for me, that was never a track that had an aha moment for me. I think just because I didn't interact I, I didn't intersect with me at the right time for it to be later on it did it's so funny how it's but it timing, wasn't one i would name yeah timing for aha moments is everything because exactly. you have to be at a certain place for for you to even know why right it's important that you understand this it's you like, can be too early or you can be too late exactly yeah well and you and sometimes you can't see what you should be seeing we caleb and i were just talking about this new nintendo game legend of zelda tears of the kingdom and it's based off of this other game called Breath of the Wild, Peter. You guys and I know you're a video huge video game. Well, you're a huge <laughs> video game fan, but you're such an expert. We get intimidated talking about it. Uh, no, but so it's it's an open world game. And I just saw this video on how they solved this problem of having an open world game. And they did it with these landscapes so that there are all these places you can go, but there are these mountains in the game. Uh-huh. And so you can't see everything from where you are. You can see a little bit and you can, you can actually see little clues and every shot has something that's of interest, but not everything. Yeah. yeah and yeah. so it's not until you get to a vista where you can kind of see, oh, that is so cool. That's where I'm heading. Like this is the, the point. And I think it's a similar metaphor in that like sometimes... You don't even know why something is so cool until you've sort of reached the vista of like, oh, uh, this is why that DeBarge thing is so cool right, right. is because of this. Uh, and, you know, it doesn't even have to be as old as 80s music. Like, yep. I remember the first time I heard uh, uh, Sullivan Fortner with Roy Hargrove here at the Bistro. Mm. I had forgot that you could articulate a piano in that way. Woo. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I and this is and a, that's a piano you had played a lot. That's a piano I'd play all the time. <laughs> it's a musician who's 15 years younger than me, and I was just like, oh my gosh, this is yeah. great. Well, the first time I heard Jacob Collier talk about tuning, using alternate, um, like not just 440 or 442, but tuning chords in a way that's against, you know, the the. I'm still not ready for that, dude. I was like. <laughs> Who told this kid he's allowed to do this? Yeah. <laughs> like, but it's so so inspiring and just like, and it yeah. sounds amazing too. You know, yeah. it's pretty. pretty well, about that video game, just so I know, because I am intru- I'm, I'm behind you guys on this, but just you let switch? me know. Do you have a Nintendo? Should I get uh, what kind of cartridge do I get? Atari, Nintendo, or Sega? Which one should I get? Wait, what's it? It's available on all three. It's on okay, all good, three. good. Download it. Nice, nice. On your Sega. Spinning a boom, spinning a boom, boom. Um, no, that's great. So some other ones that I'm thinking of that might be. Well, I'll start off with one. Um, or continue with one that's probably, I know I've mentioned before, was a huge aha moment for me at the piano in life. Just aha in that I want to do that. Yeah. Not knowing what that was, but that's Herbie Hancock's introduction to Stella by Starlight on My Funny Valentine live at Lincoln Center, of course, with Miles Davis Quintet. So good. Um, that was such an aha moment. Very similar, and I guess, yeah, a little bit later, but to hearing the Stevie Wonder Ribbon in the Sky intro, um, like how can the audience? How can everybody just be so focused on something so beautiful? Like I am, not how, I I want to know how, you yeah. know. And I love that. And I play piano. Wow, there's some like that was always an aha moment for me when it was like, wow, wait, I could be connected with that somehow. It ever, was never like, oh, I know I can do that, but it was like the piano can do that. What about any theoretical or like nuts and bolts aha moments? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking now. I'm old enough and have been around. And I think about this kind of theoretical stuff for my job here at Open Studio and, and Open Studio Pro. I have like conflicting ahas. Like I remember mm-hmm. when I realized, oh, these chords are built from a certain scale. So like if I have this C7, you know, uh, 
flat nine, natural 13, sharp 11, that's built from the, the diminished scale, yep. right? And then, not a year ago, I, re- I was reading this book by this arranger in the 50s, Russell Garcia, yep. who was actually doing this stuff along with like Barry Harris, and it's not based on a scale. It's yeah. based off of the, what we can now call at OpenStudio Pro the hinge concept of like a one, three, five, seven, and things are moving based on this yeah. thing. And I'm like, that's a new aha. Like I yeah. was kind of taught sort of, I think from the seventies, Mark Levine, every scale is yeah. representing a, a, right. And that's not how, the, it's not the way it has to be. It's not the way it has to be. It, it's a way it can be, right? but it's not the way it has it's one to be. Way. And I, that was a new aha just this year of just like, oh my gosh, yeah. it doesn't have to be associated with scale at all. Yeah. In fact, sometimes that can be very liberating. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, cool. So what, what, what were some other ones that we... Oh, I was thinking of... This, um, actually, this is kind of, I think, along those lines. And I love like when you can learn about theory and have a theoretical aha moment like that after you kind of understand, maybe you can even play something, maybe understand how it feels, how it how it sounds. But that was uh, Sir Duke, Stevie Wonder. Yeah, so good. Um, where I was like, I don't know why it took me so long, but I was like, oh, that's a pentatonic scale. Uh, we, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, then I was like, pentatonic. I never thought about it because I didn't, I knew a lot of scales, not a lot, but I knew some scales because I've been practicing them since I was young in a classical concept, but it was pretty much all, not even like diminished scales. It was just like major, minor, melodic, minor, ascending, harmonic, minor, like whatever was in McFerrin. That's what I knew. There yeah. were no pentatonic yeah. scales no in pentatonic McFerrin. Scale, yeah. And so I would hear that pentatonic, and I was like, you know how like when you're younger, you're kind of afraid to ask about something, but it was like before the internet, so you couldn't really find anything out unless you went to the library. There was a lot of just <laughs> guessing and yeah, trying to be just, confident with it. Yeah. yeah, but then, you know, you're at that stage, you're like a teenager, preteen or whatever, and you're like, I don't want to look stupid. So I always thought like the penta, I knew like a pentagram and like Dungeons and Dragons, like the demonic. You thought it was a, a devil? <laughs> I thought it was a devil's thing, but I, but I was a little unclear about it. You Interesting. Know? So um, it was a different time and I, so i i just was like let me stay away from that not that i was had grew up in an overly religious household but speaking of, of stevie <laughs> i remember being obsessed with chord changes like this mm-hmm. you know that One kind of four. thing yeah. with this sound and i remember the aha of realizing oh all the chord changes that i like they're in one key and then they borrow from the key a minor third up. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like that that's a thing that is so prevalent in the music I I'm love. trying to think when I first heard, because I've always loved that. I've used this like in a range. I mean, just so like, like spontaneous. If you're in the key of C major, yeah. a lot of the compositions and the sound I like are borrowed from E flat major, and then you go mix and match between C major yeah. and Yeah, well, that's major. just the what I call the um reverse dopio relative minor. So yeah. it's like if it was E flat oh. major, it'd be C minor, but it's that's actually right. C major. Yeah. And then going down to But I've always loved that. One to minor four. I'm trying to remember the aha moment when I first I played it with somebody, and we just. I mean, I mean, I'm sure I played it a bunch, but you know, like you do something and then it becomes codified for you. I mean, I remember transcribing Jamiroquai's Space Cowboy when I was 15, <laughs> uh-huh. and it kind of does that yeah. thing. You know? Man, that stuff sticks with you. It does. And like sometimes you look back and you're like, that wasn't necessarily even the greatest thing no. traditionally that I ever studied, but it, but it had the greatest impact. I was listening to something that had the influence of something yeah. I would later discover. But you know, when you're a kid, I mean, you're just. Yeah. I remember when I realized, and not even like from a, a very specific theoretical standpoint or even technical standpoint, that there was a specific rhythm to that, that it wasn't boom, 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 bo
like that playing it with the actual funk precision and like you hear like Mike Clark and the way like the backbeats come that if you fit it right within that mm -hmm. and I guess I wasn't looking at the well, I wasn't looking at any chart because I heard it all the record but I, it was just something about like when I like to get right in there yeah uh, and I played that it was like the biggest aha moment than somebody explaining well to be funky, you have to understand 16th notes instead of 8th notes. So it wasn't that, but it was just something about hearing the way it was on the record and then connecting with that. Yeah, that's another big aha moment for me is when I was a young musician. I played a lot of dance music. I played in some bands that were like James Brown Parliament cover bands. Yeah. And played all around this area, yeah. you know, the Midwest, and for mostly clubs, people dancing. Right. And... That was a big like watching how music can move people, right? And how like how important it is to stay. And if in you a don't groove. move, you might get shot. Well, it's just like I mean, if you don't move, them, they're not going to dance. Like, <laughs> exactly, and you're not doing your job. Right. Like so, like just hanging out in a pocket and how important that is. I remember we were in eighth grade. Did you guys used to have like maybe this was over by then, but like house parties. Like uh, yeah. people would have like parties in their bases. Their parents would let them have it. You know, yeah. sometimes they'd be out of town or whatever. Yeah, totally. But I remember we got hired, but just meant like I got my sister mm -hmm. to drive me over with the roads to Excellent. a young lady's house in U City. It was kind of friend group or whatever. It's like, well, I'm at a party. Would you play jazz for those people? Well, this was the problem. We got there. We were like, we only knew a couple of jazz. We were like a fledgling jazz band. Who right? was it? Chris Thomas on I love bass. It. Ever heard of it? I Jeremy Davenport on oh, trumpet. So great. It's so David great. Berger on drums. So we're down in the basement and like, you know, we got a bunch of like pre pubescent i don't know i guess we were pre pubescent at that point eighth grade whatever so we were did you play like some we played chameleon for like an hour straight this was one of the only like we were like backbeat songs that we like we kind of knew stevie stuff we didn't really know it well enough to play you didn't know any wham or anything no i mean we were like i mean we kind of knew all that stuff we, we were very good i'm gonna tell you <laughs> we, we were like a c minus jazz man which made us like a d minus uh, but I remember playing that and then like, come on, we got a groove because like, you know, all the girls are kind of oh, like, yeah. we start to play and if you solo too much, they just sort of drift away from you and it was, you know, it was, that was trial by fire. That was great. Um, yeah. In, in my high school in High Ridge, you just had to know just a ton of Steve Miller band, which is funny because it was the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> so a little behind. That's good. Well, this was fun. Why don't we save the next speak pipe for the next episode? Let's do it. Okay. Until next time. You'll hear it. <laughs>